Bush and Ritchie here with your Daily Takeaway podcast, a show you're very much going to enjoy. Uh, however, even though I, I, I feel like I, I performed okay, I was quite tired during the show because mm-hmm. I was up late watching more NFL because it was the <laughs> championship games uh, last night. Uh, and there was a thing I noticed when I was watching the NFL and I thought, we need this in day, daily day-to-day life. Now, I'm not sure if you're aware of this. The quarterback has got so many different plays to remember in terms of wh- where they're going to throw, etc. that he has a massive uh, wrist pad, wristband. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he rips off the top of it, it's got Velcro on it, Inside is, a, is like a laminated bit of paper in a protective shield. A little bit like you might have a, a phone cover if you're cycling. And it's got loads of different uh, variations on different American football plays. A little bit like uh, Buzz Lightyear, if you think back yes. to Toy Story. He's, uh, he's kind of like forearm flips up and there's like a little tablet in there, isn't well, there? Well, exactly. Here's the thing. So every day when we do the school run and I walk my daughters into school, Thea, my middle daughter, will ask me, uh, what's for school lunch today? Mm-hmm. And I never know. I've got no idea. And I always say, I'm sorry, darling, I don't know. I'll have to text your mum. Uh, what I'm thinking is, if we could have these in day-to-day life, think about the things that you always forget that you could write down on your little, you know, sweatband <laughs> and have it there. I'd have all the week school things written down there on my little NFL band. That's a great idea. Anything that you forget that you would think, I need that on my little wristband? I mean, you're quite good. You, you tend to remember things. I, I'm, I'm more of a rememberer than you, if that is such a term. But I'm sure if you've got one of those wipeable Sharpies, you could write down the car's mileage that you like to put into your <laughs> spreadsheet <laughs> yes. and then top that up when you get home. exactly the kind of thing. Actually, do you know what? Trains. What would you be doing, though, on there? Well, back in the, back in the day, back in the day when I was an active enthusiast at the end of platforms uh-huh. you would you would, you would be able to write down your locomotives and all that on your forearm okay cool so you could just like write it on yeah I like that that's cool it's a slightly underwhelming use of it but that's fine <laughs> this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway uh, now, I'm sad to say this, but uh, I feel like it's been a bit of a prophecy of bad news happened to me over the weekend. Uh, a lot of you guys got in touch with uh, photos from the internet of uh, the Mona Lisa being covered in paint by eco-activists, <laughs> talking about, you know, works of art being destroyed, and they were alluding to something like that happening to the Blue Boy oil yeah. painting. Uh, and obviously the Blue Boy oil painting isn't in our possession anymore, because on uh, the Thursday show, uh, we sent it off to go on tour uh, to be joining Ellie from the Big Cat Sanctuary in Kent, and it's going to be on the wall of the Big Cat Sanctuary and in entertaining the Big Cats. Yeah. Uh, so, been very excited this week about how it's going to pan out, etc. This morning, we have received quite a sad text message <laughs> from Ellie. Uh, and she says, Morning, guys. The Blue Boy oil painting has arrived. Uh, but he wasn't too well looked after in the van. <laughs> and there's a photo of him and it is smashed to pieces. <laughs> It's like the same thing that happened to Granddad. It's happened to him. It's like history repeating itself. Look, look, you, you've got to look at things from the positive side of things. Obviously, the glass and the frame are somewhat mullered, yes. Yeah. But the, the print itself, which is the thing that is worth the money, all right, the, the print big itself, the big bucks, the print is fine. Look at it, though. It's every single side of that frame oh, has come apart. Obliterated, yes. It makes me think, though, you know, like, um, I don't know whether this is a low or low, but, you know, like, sometimes you've got a painting, but behind a painting, there's yeah. another painting. The Fall of Madonna. The Fall of Madonna with the, you know yeah. what, could be behind there as well. <laughs> uh, so I just got us thinking, you know what it's like on, on Home Time? We try and make anything that happens in our lives into something that we can use on the show, because we ain't got that much stuff. <laughs> Uh, so we're thinking with this, right, seeing as what's happened to Blue Boy, don't worry, Ellie says she's going to put it back together and we'll be speaking to her on the phone tomorrow, see how it's getting on the Big Cat Sanctuary. But if you've ever had an item arrived or be delivered 
smashed to pieces or damaged in whatever sense, get in touch on our phone that we're going to call this evening Damaged Goods. I have a damaged goods story for you next uh, concerning a gift for my ex-wife that that really did go very badly. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. Uh, Chimera has tweeted to say, Bush, can't you have anything without trashing it? It's a very good point. Grandad smashed that on the desk. Uh, The Blue Boy Oil painting, we've sent it out to a big cat sanctuary. sanctuary, Long story. Uh, But it's been... (laughs) Badly uh, damaged in transit. If you follow us on X at Absolute Radio, have a look at the photo. We're after your stories of damaged goods. Have you ever sent anything or received anything and it's got smashed up? Okay, this reflects badly on me, right? So uh, I bought a birthday present. This is uh, a long time ago now. Birthday present. This is uh, uh, for an X and it was a uh, foot spa. Lovely. Okay, isn't that nice? You know how to treat them. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Uh, And uh, when I was wrapping it up... um, I was looking at the packaging and thinking, this is really cool, actually. So I thought, well, what I'll do uh, is I'll just open it up just to check it's okay and all that kind of thing. And then I actually put water in it myself. I wanted to have a go at it because my, my logic was I'll then dry it all off and put it back in. So you, I, you wanted to have a go on the foot spa before you gave that as a present? Yes. Is yeah. it, does it not go through your mind that, that was that's a bit weird? Not really. Yeah, no, boy. because it was, it was, you know, between couples. So it's going to end up in the house anyway, isn't it? Okay. Oh, that's fine. You've just broiled your own feet before you then hand that over yeah. to someone that you love. Problem being is that I, I didn't seal it back up again in, in a way that I didn't get rumbled. And then it was pointed out to me that I had verrucas at the time. Oh, my God, so, it's so awful. It then meant that she was never able to use it. That is honestly one of the, the murkiest things I've ever heard in my entire life. Uh, our producer, Adam, just clutched his pearls. <laughs> <laughs> when you heard that. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, that is unbelievable. That, that is marriage me. is no longer active. Well, there you go. A damaged good. <laughs> if you can beat that, that's the current outlier. Uh, now, a courier has texted. They've asked to remain anonymous, so I will not say their name. OK. Uh, and as I read this message, when you bear in mind they are a courier themselves... This is their job. Uh, it becomes very obvious as to why they want to remain anonymous. They say, I got to the reception area of a building uh, of an office block in London and dropped a box outside the front door in in full view of the receptionist. Whatever was inside it smashed totally. Very carefully, I picked it up, walked in, passed the reception desk and said it was for so-and-so and left. Bold as brass. Bold as brass. That's what you got, you just got to front it up. Unbelievable. Style it out, keep them coming in. We've got Rachel on the line right now. Rachel, tell us your damaged goods story, please. Well, we're doing up a canal boat at the moment, me and my husband, Mark, and um, we received a, bottle, a tin of red lead paint. Right. My husband shook it up and the lid was loose. (laughs) So, sorry, this is red lead paint. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So, I take it that a large part of the canal boat is now redder than you imagined it was going to be? Not too bad, actually, but um, (laughs) it wasn't very funny at the time. I bet your husband looked like the uh, West Brom Wolves game. Oh, he's still got it on him now. Brilliant. (laughs) What is lead paint? Um, We... Painting the engine of the boat. Wow, so that'd stick around for ages then, wouldn't it? Yeah, and it smells a lot. Wow, so your husband must be going through quite a tough January (laughs) at the moment. (laughs) Yeah. What's his name? Let's give him a shout-out on home time. Uh, His name's Mark. Mark with the paint on his head. And also, importantly, what is the name of the canal boat? Her name's Bella. Bella. Who'd have thought on a boat with such a lovely name, such bad things would have happened? (laughs) I know. (laughs) This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. 
Uh, here's a good bit of news. We've got Raquel on the line, who apparently has seen our famous oil painting on a TV show. Oh, wonderful. Uh, Raquel, what TV show was it? Yes, in Griselda. Is Griselda or Griselda? The new Netflix series, uh-huh. Blue Boy, featured in episode two and three. Right, so you're saying that our Blue Boy painting, so obviously what you're talking about is a copy of it because we have the original by Gainsborough. Uh, it appears in a Netflix series and, uh, called Giselda. Giselda? Griselda with uh, Sofia Vergara. Okay, oh, that's the big programme everyone's yeah. talking about at the moment. Well, I think, I think you need to check, uh, check out the provenance of that painting because you might actually borrow it from someone dodgy. Someone dodgy. Well, don't just say that just because you're watching Griselda, which I do know is got you know the, the the whole sort of like narcos vibes and all that kind of stuff. Just because it's a shifty program doesn't mean our picture's shifty. Okay, okay. Oh yeah, she's just dropping that bomb and leaving it on a Monday evening. Well, good to speak to you, and we'll keep an eye out for it in that show. Yeah, do get look at it. It's, it's great. Thank you. This is the Daily Takeaway. Oh, we are after your only good news. We do it every Monday uh, because Mondays are so hard. So let's cheer us all up uh, with good news. When you hear someone else's good news, it makes you feel better anyway and getting us underway. Becky, you've got some good news? We have some amazing news. Over the weekend, my boyfriend and I found out we are expecting our first child. Oh, amazing. <laughs> we're so chuffed for you guys. Uh, obviously, we're both, we, we, we've both got, well, six kids between us. Yes. We're quite tired. <laughs> but uh, we wish you the best and, you know, you know what you're getting yourself into. That's the thing. Uh, yes, well, we hope so, but we'll see. I know it's always uh, more difficult than you expect, but we're so excited and we're over the moon. We're really excited for you. We are over the moon. The home time family increasing. Just a couple <laughs> of questions. Do you like money and do you like sleep? <laughs> Um, yes, but I have a feeling that's not going to work out very well, is it? It's going to go south from here, so make sure you get it in. <laughs> uh, and it's early, early days at the moment. Do you know any idea of uh, boys or girls or anything like that, or is it still too early? Um, it's a little bit early, and we think we've decided we're not going to find out. We want a surprise. Brilliant. As long as you don't do one of those balloon-based gender reveals, you're, you're, a, you're a friend of this show. <laughs> that's absolutely not on the cards, I can promise you that. Good. Fantastic. <laughs> Well, what an amazing bit of good news to get things going. Congratulations to you guys. Thank you so much. Great show, guys. Thank you. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Positive vibes only on the show, please, right now. Uh, we're after your good news. Only good news on a Monday. That's the way forward. Here's some good news that I uh, I received over the weekend. Go on, then. The massive dent uh, on the uh, driver's front door on my car appears to have only wiped out... £300 from the value of the car. Because you were quite worried. We had a chat about this on Friday. Yeah. You were getting the car valued and you were worried about the, the long-term repercussions of said dent and we won't say who did the dent. No, no. <laughs> By saying that, that... I don't know what you're talking about. Cool. So, yeah, that's my, <laughs> that's my good news. <laughs> Maybe has now turned into a bit of bad news when you get home. I think so, very rapidly. Have you got some good news? I've got some good news for you. You know I've been on this baking odyssey recently mm-hmm. where I've been trying to bake stuff so yeah. I did sausage rolls did a pie that the kids gagged at yeah, do you remember that yeah I do uh, over the weekend you know obviously we're both fans of the TV show Better Call Saul yes. and he works in this place called Cinnabon uh, I, I made a cinnamon roll a oh, set wow. of cinnamon rolls and they were they were good they looked horrendous mm-hmm. like I wouldn't have put them on Instagram but they tasted good should I get them... a plate oh I, um, I we kind of ate them all I'm so sorry. This this is also transitioned into quite bad news. It has, hasn't it? Because you never brought in any of the sausage rolls. Nope. You haven't brought in any of the, uh, the the cinnamon rolls. I didn't bring in the pie in, and you dodged a bullet. <laughs> the next thing I bake, I'll bring in. What's that going to be? Massive gingerbread foot. 
So I was trying to think of the weirdest baked goods. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Sort of know, I think really a gingerbread odd. foot would be really good, though, because like the, the, the ankle would be a natural bit to hold, and then you just munch off the toast. I couldn't sit there and watch you munch some toast. It's just not, not going to happen in this close proximity. Andy Bush's gingerbread feet. <laughs> let's, let's just move on, shall we? The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. A little psychological trick that we've developed called Only Good News. We have done extensive scientific testing and it's proved that if you hear about other people having good stuff happen to them, uh, then you feel better about yourself. So if you've had something, even if it's tiny, that's happened to you... uh, Today or over the weekend, get in touch and tell us about it. We promise it'll make everyone else feel better. Uh, sharing hers right now is Sally. What's your good news? Just that I'm stuck in traffic so I can listen to the radio for longer. Wow. And and, and dare we think that it's uh, our show here on Absolute Radio that is the radio station you're listening to? <laughs> I really hope so. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, phew. Thank God for that. Uh, let's let's do, do some bonus traffic for people. We, uh, Bush and I both started out uh, reading traffic reports. We did. I, I, I don't feel like we've done that and dabbled for a while. So. Well, well, let's make it real because my traffic career at the beginning, I used to make it all up. So I feel if, if Sally does this a real one... <laughs> what? I used to make it all up. Did you really? Literally used to come in with what I was going to say written down on a bit of paper. I used to drive around in a Vauxhall Frontera dressed as a travel chicken <laughs> reading out real traffic news. So there you go. We've had, had very like yin and yang experience of uh, traffic news. Do us some real traffic news from where you are, Sally. So I'm on the slip road at Rayleigh Weir trying to join the A127 to head towards uh, the Fair Glen interchange. I don't know what's gone on, but it's taken me uh, nearly an hour now to get from one end of Rayleigh to here. I'm chucking a few traffic phrases from back in the day. Bumper to bumper. That's it. One long line of steel. Yeah. Thank you very much for being a hometown jam buster. Yeah. Okay. Favourite show. Give us a little beat before you go. <laughs> Hey. I'm going to get a bit of that as well now. <laughs> it's like the old days. This is The Daily Takeaway. The noise of the past. It's Bush and Ritchie's Sound of the Decade. Absolute ages. Right then, let's be having you. Let's get this sound guest. It's a sound effect from the 1980s. If you grew up in the 80s, this may have been in your home. Have a listen. Question is, what is it? Well, Ian thinks it was in his home. Let's have a chat with Ian. How are you, Ian? I'm all right. How are you? We're good. We're good. Ian, what do you do and what have you been doing today? Um, I'm just a, a van driver. I've just been to work and just finished. You're not just a van driver. Vans keep this country running, Ian. You're more than that, Ian. But what have you What have you had in the back of the van, incidentally? Ah, uh, rubbish. OK. <laughs> what, like, you, Are you, like, just one for the kids, ratnering your own <laughs> produce? <laughs> Yeah. Or uh, have you just got actual genuine rubbish in the in the back? No, genuine rubbish. Genuine rubbish. All right. Okay. okay. What, what, what you do? Where are you taking it? Uh, to the tip. Oh man. Oh, okay. So part of your job is taking stuff to the tip. Yeah, yeah. Basically, flight tipping and stuff. No, <laughs> no they're not flight no, tip. You, not you mean that. going to the tip? Say that again, sorry. You mean actually properly going to the tip, don't you, Ian? Yeah, actually going to the tip. Good. I'm not doing the flight tip, but I'm picking it up. Oh, oh, right. You are saving the world from fly tippers. Yeah, absolutely. Good oh, man. I thought we had a villain on the phone. <laughs> so did I. I mean, was going to get him off and not even offer him the chance of a home time radio to yeah. guess at the 80s. He's not playing this if he's chucked a, a mattress <laughs> no, off the side is. of the Essex Arterial Road. But he's picking them up, so that's good. Uh, Ian, what is your decade of choice to listen to the home time show with? Was he an electric pencil sharpener? He's gone straight in there. <laughs> uh, just before we get to that, Ian, what, what's your favourite uh, uh, you know, Absolute Radio station to listen to Home Time via? Uh, Absolute Radio. Okay. Absolute Radio, OK. 
OK. What do you think he's going to go for? <laughs> I don't know. Let's have a listen to the sound. <laughs> so, Ian, you're saying what? An electric pencil sharpener. OK, I remember these from, like, CDT back in, yes. in the 80s. Would have been attached by, like, a some kind of, like, lathe thing. Uh, yeah. Vice to the side of a teacher's desk. I used to love sharpening my pencil. That all adds up, Richie. That all adds up. Ian, let's find out. Here we go. You're a loser. Oh. And you have lost. Sorry, mate. It's it's good, but it's yeah, not right. Don't worry. It's like the first time I've been bored of losers, so don't worry. Ian, hey, we didn't say that. No, one final thing, Ian. Have you ever rescued anything nice from the tip on your trips down there? You thought, I'll have that and I'll, and I'll do it up? No, nothing. OK, well, we'll leave that there. <laughs> Ian, I've loved it. Thank you very much. Uh, Sound of the Decades returns tomorrow. This is The Daily Takeaway. We welcome to Home Time Harry Clark, winner of the Traitors, Traitors Champion. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's brilliant to have you on the show. Obviously, that huge showdown with Molly. Let's start right away by asking, how are you two guys, you yeah, and Molly? What is your status? Just besties still. I mean, she's an amazing woman, and uh, the fact that she uh, spoke to me straight after the final and sort of... I probably needed that more than her. I thought she was going to hate me forever. I was going to ask, like, how long after that winning moment did you get to first talk to Molly? Because when, yeah. when she walked out, I, I I thought she was going to come back and wallop you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, so dramatic. Yeah, so, <laughs> so she was, like, straight after, pretty much. Right. Really quickly, she sort of got over it because, like she said, it was a game and she loved and hated me and everyone that signed up knew that that could have had the the potential to happen that like yep. it was the traitors you know and she said if anything you deserved it from being a traitor from the start mm. and that just shows her character obviously as a person uh, there's rumours of you getting her a holiday what's, what's <laughs> the compensation here she, what's going on she said sorry for that because she was only joking <laughs> oh right okay. <laughs> so then now everyone wants me to buy her a holiday but like I've said I mean she deserves the world and I'll always love to help her and help her in any way I can. That's yeah, very cool she, of you she, yeah, she, well I mean is it is it a strange feeling winning something through being a bit shady. Yeah, it's a strange... It's a strange... Because my, my, my other half, Katie, when we were watching it, she said to me, if you were that good at lying, I would then never be able to trust you again. So <laughs> do, do you feel like people will look at you slightly differently seeing how good you have been at lying? Yeah, well, I hope not. I mean, like, <laughs> like my, my other half, especially my family, they joke. They just look at me and go, I don't believe anything you're saying right now. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not in the game anymore. And I, but obviously I had to keep the lie for so long after finishing the game, obviously. I couldn't tell anyone anything. Oh, wow. But they they okay. sort of like my closest ones they're over the moon they can't believe I've won it really neither can I when you were at school or like you know then suddenly now yeah. like world of work and all that kind of thing did you did you throw a good sickie <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah 100% but my <laughs> mum was the one that sees straight through it so she was like you can't go on there and lie and I was like so is you your mum the only person who could see through a Harry lie no, all, no my mum my dad my brothers and sisters right. I've always grown up lying like my older brother said the other <laughs> night like, growing up lying. Like, it sounds so bad but like cheeky white lies as in my brothers would be like oh where's my pants and socks oh I don't know but they're on me and so now I can get him some back is there a yeah. key to telling and sustaining a good lie you know like some people have to you say like yeah, part yeah, of it's true there's like yeah. a, a, a seed of, of truth makes yeah, it easy yeah. to go along with it yeah, yeah. what would your advice be to our listeners if they want to tell a good lie yeah <laughs> <laughs> lie academy yeah I think I'm retired from the line for a minute but if you did want to lie and you needed to the best advice would be like tell a little truth in that light and also 
believed the lie that you're telling. Like for myself, it was, I believed I was a faithful and that's it. I was yeah. just a game. Yeah. And that's what's worrying now. I still look back on it and think, yeah, I weren't really lying though, was I? Because I was just playing the game. Are there any other games that you would consider yourself particularly good at? Because you have been one of the best players of, <laughs> of all the different traitors around the world ever. If we were to sit you down and play Cluedo or whatever, <laughs> any other sort of game or noughts and crosses, is something yeah, that you, you would consider yourself fantastic at? No, I'd never say I'm fantastic at everything, but I've been blessed as in, like, my family are really sporty and always competitive because I have, like, two other brothers and my dad and my cousins, loads of us, so... I'll tell you one game you guys aren't very good at, and that's snooker. Snooker. (laughs) They always show you lot playing snooker every every episode. You're terrible, every single one of you. You know, me and Jazz used to actually have really good games of snooker. They didn't show that. They always showed our bad shots. This is another lie. No, he's at now. He's at the line. That's actually a truth. I'm I'm being honest there, even asking. But like, we would play the best games of snooker. I think like we would hit it and be like, I hope that shot's in it. Do you know what I mean? Like, just done like a boundary shot that I didn't even mean. We don't have much in our show budget, but we need to get Harry down to Riley's. Oh, that'd be so good, wouldn't it? Yes. Do it. Obviously, the, the, the breakfast was a massive moment, you guys coming in, yeah. but it looked an amazing spread. But in reality, what was the breakfast like? Yeah. I couldn't even tell you. I'd be the worst person to ask because I'm the fussy theater. So when I saw all the mad stuff they had going on, there was like loads of meat and stuff and like <laughs> salmon and like grapes and all that. And I was like, this is too much for me. Like I'm just sort of normally like a cornflakes or a Weetabix kind of guy. Yeah. Or I just don't eat breakfast and I'll wait till lunch. So I never actually tried any of it it was just a coffee or a tea i had to just to sort of make it look like i wasn't yeah, that yeah. nervous because if i just sat there like that everyone would have looked at me a bit funny yeah it looked good but i never really ate any of it <laughs> well i mean you know huge amount of people have watched this series i think it was seven million at the peak with the yeah, round table which is which is unbelievable yeah. the downside of that is that when something like this gets so popular people start to think of ways of gaming the game a yeah. little bit do you think there's any tactics going forwards if you were to speak to the people who are like the next round of people on the traitors what would your advice be to them to succeed I, th- I think the best thing for the finding a traitor, obviously I was one myself, but I would definitely see it from my perspective and watching the other guys, was like the change and shifting characteristics because people do change. But then it's hard because people change just because of the game anyway. Yeah. Because they're mentally drained, they're physically drained. So the game's really hard, like honestly it is. But then my best advice would be also to make friends. And like, hopefully it's not a bad friend you make. <laughs> hopefully you don't trust the wrong person. Or hope, like for, in my case, hopefully you do. You have to build trust in whether that be relationships of one or two people. Because when mm. you have a theory and you're going for someone, you need people to support your theory. And also at the same time, if you've got people gunning for you, if you've got people that can go, I don't think it's that person because I've had this conversation and I believe them. So I think it's this person. It just takes the heat off you. So Good tactics. My, yeah, my best advice, 100%. You're this master strategist, uh, <laughs> yet when you've come in today, you're, you're, you're wearing your lucky shoes that you, yeah, you, you wore shoes. in the final as well, oh, no. which are these ones with the tag on as well. Now, as, yeah. as, as, as two sort of like rather uncool dads, <laughs> uh, particularly with, uh, with a teenage son who, who wears shoes with tags on, yeah. uh, please explain to us what's going on there. And uh, these are your lucky shoes, Yeah, right? these are my lucky shoes, and that's my lucky suit. I don't think I'll ever wash it. I'm just going <laughs> to let it stink of luckiness. <laughs> and I'm going to keep it probably until the horse race in this year at Ascot. So I'm going to wait around wow. hopefully I'll win. Money, so what's with the tags though? The How tag, can the tags be lucky? It's just like a design. It's We're a design so uncool. Brand. We are. So we were so far behind. And then I, I've, I'm lucky because obviously my other half and my mum. So they don't dress me, but they give me sort of like <laughs> guidances into fashion. And I she, see. These are a present for Christmas, so I thought. 
I'll just wear them. Awesome. And then luckily they became my, my lucky shoes. And this so got ourselves a uh, <laughs> suit and a tag. <laughs> Sounds like you've been in court. <laughs> um, so, look, uh, it's amazing to have you on the show. Uh, let's just end with this then. £95,000, a huge yeah. amount of money. What are you going to do with it, Harry? What? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even believe it, like, because I keep thinking to myself, I could just go now and just buy something. Like I said um, in the Uber, should we just drive around the corner and go into the pub and I'll pay? Like, sort it of didn't thing. need to be just... in an Uber, mate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, my family's always given us everything we've ever needed, but I've always wanted to be able to give them something they want. Like my mum and dad have worked so hard their whole life to be able to just take us out and do cool things and just see a smile on their face is all that I care about anyway. So. Yeah, it's definitely going to go a lot towards my family and sort of like a family holiday with it that we haven't had in years. Amazing. Well, listen, it's been brilliant to have you on. Congratulations again, the winner of The Traitors. It's Harry Clark. Thanks for having me. Cheers, Harry. Honestly, cheers. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's daily takeaway. Uh, there's the show. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Richie, you've had a chance to think a bit more on what you could use your quarterback sleeve for. As we, we were talking about at the start of the podcast, any further Shopping list. Okay. Yeah. And just tick it off. Just take it off, yeah. It's quite, I don't think you're really taking this to its full. Uh, like I said, I'm a, I'm a planner. You are a planner. You, you, you know that, that's that's why you and you and I work. Yes. You, you, you are, uh, you know, a, a scatty Careful. improviser. Thank you very okay, much. Okay, that's a compliment. Scatty improviser 101 on Hotmail. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and I am a I'm a plotter and a schemer and a planner and a you know I've got a plan. Well, sorry, just a complete pivot. Having you having said those words, do you think you'd be quite good on traitors if you are a plotter and a schemer and a planner? This obviously is, have an area on this evening. This is something that I have I've been thinking over the last couple of weeks. Do you think you'd be good? No. <laughs> <laughs> why, why do you think you wouldn't be good? Uh, because I, I'm not good amongst people. <laughs> I, I think some of them would just annoy me. Actually, I don't think the producer would like it if you if you went to bed early just to watch a film. It'd be against <laughs> yeah, the kind of because that's it. They all stay up until midnight, and then the clock goes, and then off they have to go. Yeah, I, I, I'd turn in at around about ten past ten. Just like I'm tired. Well, there you go. He's uh, he's withdrawn from the race for next year. <laughs>